What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Hot Take, where I, along with my co-hosts here, Nat and Lawrence, give you our hottest takes on all things NBA. But sad to say, fellas, NBA season is over. Uh, kind of, I mean, of course, we we went over with the show last week. There's a new champion in town. <laughs> the glory has been brought back to LA. Lakers, after, not Clippers. Yeah, yeah, after after so many. So many years, you know, Lakers, not Clippers. You're right. Lakers, not Clippers. <laughs> For people who don't know, maybe people haven't noticed because, you know, you couldn't go to games or anything like that. So there was no parade in the streets of L.A. Mm-hmm. with COVID and everything going on. But for people who don't know, the L.A. Lakers, the L.A. LeBrons <laughs> have won their 12th championship. L.A. Lakers with their 12th championship. No, I did not misspeak. Twelve? What? I said twelve. Twelve? Hold on, wait. Pause. I said what? twelve. <laughs> that's that's actually what I wanted to start off with. I wanted to get your guys' reactions to to hearing me say twelfth championship for the L.A. Lakers. Do you math? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was listening to to other people. I was listening to the Podfather in particular. Uh, one, Bill Simmons. Bill Simmons. Him being a true Boston Celtics fan makes it a point to let everybody know that the LA Lakers only had 12 rings. The reason being, the first five rings were when they were in Minneapolis, when they were the Minneapolis. Oh, come on. Lakers are Lakers, man. That's right, Lawrence. Okay, so by that logic, right? By that logic, let's say, for example, you have the Seattle Supersonics, who no longer exist. They moved to OKC. Mm-hmm. Does that mean OKC has a championship? Yes. 100%. Yeah. Consider them NBA championship. Yes. Yes. Really? Yes. So the Oklahoma City Thunder are NBA champions. Yes. Yes. Unbelievable. That's black. <laughs> you mean to tell me the St. Louis Hawks, who are now the Atlanta Hawks, your current Atlanta Hawks, they're NBA champions? Yes. They merged into, you know, this previous team in a previous city has now merged into what is currently right. known as the Atlanta it's... Hawks, Los Angeles Lakers, OKC Thunder. All right. Yeah, just... But did so, OKC so yes. really, did the Thunder actually win a ring? Do you consider it's technically them the same organization, just a different name? That's all it is. They won in a past life, <laughs> but now they're under a new name. So they got to, you know, win a, win a chip in their actual new name. But yes, they, they are champions, though. In a past life. <laughs> so your Oklahoma City Thunder, the artists formerly known as the Seattle Supersonics, are one-time NBA champions. Yes. Oh, yeah. Sonics, I want to yes. see what other people think about that. I want to see what <laughs> other people think about that. But with that said, okay, whether you see it as 12 rings, 17 rings, however you see it, LA Lakers are champions. Uh, it's been a week you know, since the mm-hmm. NBA Finals concluded. How do you guys feel? I mean, I can only imagine how you guys feel. You know, you guys are riding that championship high right now. (laughs) You know, the Lakers, they do it for Kobe. They do it for Gigi. You know, shout out to them. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys know this. I just want to throw this uh, interesting tidbit out there. Dwight Howard shot better from three-point than Danny Green. No way. Did you guys know that? Did not know that. No way. Is that real? Is that a real stat? Dwight Howard shot 100% in the NBA Finals. (laughs) The what? last 30 seconds of game I six. remember that. Yes, the garbage time three. <laughs> he pulls up for a random three and he makes it, thus beating Danny Green. <laughs> Danny Green shooting 29% from three point. 
Oh, man. If I were the LA Lakers, I would keep Dwight Howard, get rid of Danny Green. 100%. 100%. With the Lakers winning their 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 championship, you know, 12th, 17th, whatever you want to call it. 17th. <laughs> how are you guys, as the two who had the Lakers winning the series, how do you guys feel right now? Lawrence, how do you feel? Pretty ecstatic, I would say. I just came back from a trip from Miami, and the energy kind of was depleted down there. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow, you were Miami. Huh? <laughs> I, was in, I was in Orlando, right down, right down the street from the bubble where they played. And then I took a trip down to Miami. No way. And they were, energy was not good down there. Were you like rubbing it in? Side reporter. He's our, he's our reporter on the field. Yes. <laughs> I was hoping it went to a game rather. seven. I would have been down there for it. But Oh, man. So good. What about you, Nat? How do you feel? I feel the same way as Lawrence. I mean, um, earlier in the season, everyone picked the Clippers. Everyone was like, oh, it's definitely the Clippers. I was like, nah, LeBron's going to come back with AD and stuff. And everyone's like, no, nah, you're wrong. But now, fast forward to this moment, <laughs> to this day. And I'm like, ha, huh, you guys are wrong. But um, other than that, I feel really good. Um, I'm seeing a lot of like the celebratory posts of, uh, you know, LeBron and them going to uh, those restaurants, smoking those cigars and all that. I'm like, yeah. Enjoy that, fellas. Enjoy that. You deserve it. I'll, I'll get to the Clippers in a moment. But as for me, people who know me, I'm a big-time Heat fan. Mm-hmm. Every time I log on to Instagram, any other platform <laughs> of social media, my heart just breaks. It's all these replays <laughs> of LeBron and AD, AD crying, realizing that he's an NBA yes. champion, LeBron smoking a, cig- a cigar, mm-hmm. uh-huh. acting cool like he's Joe Burrow who just, you know, <laughs> LSU Tigers, but man, as a Heat fan, it, it it hurts. It hurts. No, but look at Jimmy. He's he's on a yacht or something. He's 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 having time of his life. You know, like he's just well deserved, relaxing, well deserved. Yeah. I mean, he he. I think yeah. he definitely earned it. But I know I know Jimmy Butler. He's he's PO'd. <laughs> he he wants to he wants to Possibly. run that back. Possibly, he definitely is. You kidding me? The one that the the image that broke my heart was my fellow Filipino American coach Spolstra. Shedding some tears before his uh, post conference, man, that was that was so sad for me to see. Man, I, I can tell like he he t- he really took that one to heart. That, as far as Miami went with what they had, actually both teams, I think you guys would agree because on paper, right? This is what I wanted to get back to with the Clippers. Everybody had the Clippers making it to the NBA Finals, yeah, because on paper they look good, you know. And then you look at the Lakers, who gave up pretty much everything for Anthony Davis, mm-hmm. and look what happened. You know, the L.A. Lakers come out on top. Bill Simmons did a, and, and Ryan Rosillo did a an interview with Jared Dudley uh, a couple of days ago. I saw. And uh, he Jared Dudley said that they were laughing. They were laughing at the Clippers. Yeah. <laughs> they were laughing when the Clippers lost to the Nuggets. How you blow a 3-1 lead to the Nuggets? I laughed too. I laughed too. I, I, it was hysterical. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, right, um, just to briefly talk about the L.A. Clippers, do you guys think that they're a contender for next year? I mean, I would say top four. Um, Lakers, Warriors, Clippers, and maybe the Nuggets. But contend, yeah, I would say contender. Yeah, I think so. Now, now that they got um, their new head coach, Tyron Lue. What about you, Lawrence? Do you think they're a contender next year? Yeah, definitely. I don't think you can leave them out of the, of the race for next year. So, In my personal opinion, I don't think they're a contender next year. Why do you say that? Explain. My reason being is... They just don't have the right pieces. Like, like their their team chemistry is just way off. Look, look at the teams that made it to the NBA Finals. Nobody had either the Lakers or the Heat making it to the NBA Finals. 
Look at the top teams, the last four teams, rather, in the, in the playoffs. You have the Celtics, you have the Heat in the East. Both teams have great team chemistry. Those guys love each other. Even after the Marcus Smart outburst, you know, him getting mad at the teammates, literally, like, the next day, like, it was all, it was all love. You know, they're at the pool, hanging out, throwing each other in the pool and stuff. You look at the Denver Nuggets, those guys, they kind of grew up together. They came up together. Mm-hmm. You have the, the two that made it to the finals. The Lakers were kind of put together at the beginning of the year. They didn't really have time to build team chemistry, but when you have veteran leadership like a LeBron James who will take players under his wing and you have Rajon Rondo who's willing to take young players under his wing and teach them things, people kind of knew and understood what their roles were. Everybody knew yeah. that LeBron was the alpha dog, even AD. Mm-hmm. You know, it was LeBron that was kind of passing, you know, the torch to AD in certain moments. Like, hey, you need to step up. You need to start. You need to bring us home, you know. Same thing with Miami. Right. Brand new team. Whole bunch of new pieces put together. Even at the the trade deadline with the addition of Jay Crowder and Andre Iguodala and Solomon Hill. Brand new roster pretty much. But mm-hmm. those guys, they absolutely love each other. They, they'll ride or die for each other. Now you look at the Clippers. You never really saw that all year long you never heard stories you know you heard jimmy butler talk about it you heard guys like jared dudley or lebron talking about his team you never really heard Kawhi really say anything paul george really say anything about their respective teams Mm -hmm. and i don't know if you guys heard this but there was a report um over the weekend that Kawhi has went to ownership you know uh, management and requested for at least a, a decent point guard he said, I, you know, I need another PG. There was a meme out there, PG. He wasn't referring <laughs> to point guard. Yeah. <laughs> he was referring to a different PG. Yeah. What, what do you think it is with, with the Clippers? Because they they completely fell apart. Like, yes, on paper they look good, but I feel like in the locker room, there's nobody there that holds people accountable. You know, we talked about this in, in past episodes where Kawhi is not – like he's an alpha dog, but he does it in a different way where he's not vocal like a LeBron James or a Jimmy Butler. What, what, Lawrence, what's your take on the Clippers? Like, what do you think the Clippers need in order for them to succeed next year? Well, they definitely need someone, like you said, to keep them account- accountable, really bring out the best in them. And I think they're in the right one step in the right direction with the signing of Ty Lu, right? He was able to, if you think back at it, 2016, he was inherited this great you know, Cavs team with a lot of potential, right? A lot of, you know, speculation for a championship. And he was able to put all those stars in check, keep them all in check and was able to, you know, bring home the chip ultimately. So I think that's a big thing for them, right? He's got to make Paul George and Kawhi be who they are, right? Bring out their potential. I also think, like you said, they need a, they need a veteran, right? On all the teams that made the playoffs, there was a veteran there that carried them. That really was their leader. We, we've heard that. Well, we know that Kawhi is not that outspoken guy. We know that Paul George is not that outspoken guy. I mean, if you can think of anybody, it'd be Patrick Beverly. But you can't think of him as like the guy that you go to down the stretch, right? He's not lights out. So, I mean, they got to get a veteran, whoever that may be. Now, let me ask you. You know, I think it's, it's pretty well known that Pat Bev is not your top tier point guard. I mean, defensively, no. he, he gives you something that most point guards can't give you. Mm-hmm. But do you think Lou Will is enough of a of a point guard to give you something, to be a starting point guard? Because right now he comes off the bench. Do you think he's enough? Right. Or do the Clippers pursue someone else? I think 
in terms of either choosing Pad Bev or Lou Will, it's Lou Will nine times out of ten. But in terms of like the long term, they definitely need another point guard or pursue another point guard, hopefully. Um, Lou Will, you know, he is getting a little bit older. Um, I think he he will be enough in certain situations, but in terms of like, you know, trying to bring the team together, definitely someone else. Um, but before that, actually, I wanted to ask a question to all of you. Um, see, when, when we talk about the Clippers and how their um, team chemistry is off, it's similar to the Lakers and how they were both built at the beginning of the year or there was a brand new team coming into the season. So why is it different for the Clippers? We're saying, oh, like, you know, they're done. Their team chemistry is off. But the Lakers, it was similar because they both were, you know, starting out with new teams in the beginning. So with the Clippers, why are we not giving them a chance? Because I, I believe that they, like next year, they'll be better off because they had this year to kind of feel for each other and like, you know, kind of get that team chemistry going. Even though it was off, at least they know where they are now. But um, yeah, so like why why is it different with the Clippers than with the Lakers? From from my understanding, I think it starts with Kawhi. You know, Kawhi is your your go to guy that you're that you're superstar. Mm-hmm. But there were reports that you know he would control his own load management. You know, or mm-hmm. he would want to do things his way or a certain way. Mm-hmm. Doc Rivers, being the brilliant coach that he is, I feel like he kind of let that happen. Yeah, but at some point, we touched on it. You you need a veteran voice in the locker room, mm-hmm. somebody that can handle different uh, personalities, somebody that can get in somebody else's face without there being like a rift or anything like that between them. Mm-hmm. I think that's what probably the main thing that the the Clippers are lacking. And I guess, you know, since we're kind of talking about it right now, you know, we, we, we have free agency coming up. Uh, we don't know when. It could be December, January. We're not 100% sure yet. But one veteran point guard that is available you know, there's going to be a free agent is Rajon Rondo. Do you think he re-signs with the Lakers or does he, <laughs> does he switch and go to the Clippers? Can you imagine Rajon Rondo on a, on a Clippers team? I think defensively that, that team would still be kind of scary. Yeah. You see him going to the Clippers? I don't know. I mean, if I were, if I'm Rajon Rondo, I want to stay in LA. He already has chemistry with those guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We don't know what he wants in terms of, you know, money, salary, you know, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. But in terms of notable point guards that are available for the Clippers, in terms of, I don't even know if the Clippers could sign any of these free agents because they just have so many bad contracts. They they traded away <laughs> so much for Paul George. I think they might have to get somebody in a trade. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the the list of point guards for free agency this year is kind of thin. Mm-hmm. The, the only other notable ones that stand out to me are like, Goran Dragic, you have uh, Fred Van Fleet, but he's not really a veteran. I mean, he's a veteran. You know, he's been in the league a couple of years now. But to, to have that pull to to kind of get in somebody else's face, I don't think he has that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I I think we all we we all agree that that's what the the Clippers are lacking right now. And I think for the most part, I think they were kind of the laughing stock of of the whole league this year because <laughs> all the talk that they were talking to be at the beginning of the year, and then in you know playoff bubble, and then. They just completely fell apart. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, yeah. Speaking about the the bubble, you know, bubble play. 
How would you guys grade the NBA bubble experiment? You know, is it was it a success? Is it something that we'll see again? Lawrence, what's your take on the NBA bubble overall? Well, I mean, like the whole point of the bubble was to keep all the players and personnel safe. And first and foremost, I think they did like the best job possible. Right. They say that there was times that they were saying that the NBA bubble was like the safest place on earth. Remember you guys remember that? Yeah. I mean, they, they didn't have a single positive test. What in like the four or so months that they were down there. Right. So, I mean, that's, that's a win right there. Um, I mean, the players, they were able to find a fluid schedule. Everybody could play their games. Everybody could, you know, hang out, have a place to stay. I will say LeBron, you know, it's, got that huge suite. I don't know if you guys saw that. <laughs> you know, everyone else got these little, like, you know, standard hotel rooms. Yeah. LeBron's got this huge freaking suite. Um, Nothing less for the king. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. And then I would say the only, like, like bad side, the virtual fans, I was not about them. Like, what, like they, they didn't change anything. They were kind of just there. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. What about you, Nat? What's your take on the uh, NBA bubble? Didn't they use a, a 2K crowd noises, I believe? Was that a, was that a rumor or was that, was that actually true? Oh, I don't know. I don't know, actually. But no, Lawrence, I completely agree with you, man. Like, it was a great um, experiment in terms of keeping COVID out of, out of the sport. Everyone was, you know, tested negative from the beginning and there was no cases after that. But in terms of, like, the actual feel of a basketball game where there's fans, um, you know, all that kind of pressure, you know, being away from your um, home court being only one court there at the bubble is different. Um, many people said that, Hey, this championship should be, should be with an asterisk because of all these um, changes and all of these, you know, different factors into the, into the bubble. But in terms of like, you know, where we are now in the world with COVID um, still prevalent, the bubble is definitely a solid solution. You see the other sports like the NFL and MLB getting cases here and there, but the NBA did a solid job, you know, shout out to Adam Silver for doing a good job. I agree. I think the the bubble experiment was more than anybody could ask for, uh, for different reasons. Of course, you know the in all those weeks, I think it was like something like ninety five days or something like that. In ninety five days, not a single actually more than ninety five days because some people were showing up prior to the players being there. In all those you know days, weeks, months, not a single positive test. Mm-hmm. I think that's a huge success, and I think what adds to that success is. The, the high level of play that you saw day in and day out. Mm-hmm. Because when you think about it, these players are playing not necessarily back-to-backs, but almost every other day they're playing games. Yeah, yeah. You know, even leading up to the pre-bubble like bubble playoffs, you know, there's a ton of games. Like, all day long there were games going on. And yet... It was great. Players had, you know, they were performing at high levels. Duncan Robinson? <laughs> of, course, of course we go there. Duncan Robinson? That's absurd. <laughs> Tyler Hero? Of course, I have to shout out my my Heat guys. But, you he know, it, it was to see that high level of play. I mean, look at LeBron James. The things that he was able to do. And J- Jared Dudley alluded to this. It's because you don't have to travel. After games, after practice, you just go up to your hotel room. Unless you're LeBron mm-hmm. James. Apparently, he had uh, one of those... Chambers were like help you like chambers. Yeah, like what is it called? Oh, the uh, cryo, cryo yeah, cryo chamber. Oh no yeah, way! Like, yeah. In his room? In his in his room? He had one of those. I didn't know that. Yeah, wow. how did he get that into the bubble? Jeez. <laughs> when you're when you're LeBron James, when you're the king of the NBA, you mean goat? You have the pull of whatever you want. <laughs> that's, that's a 
Goat, I don't know about that. That's a topic for a different uh, time. <laughs> but something else you, that you guys mentioned, you you know, you didn't necessarily like the uh, the virtual fans. I thought it was a cool idea. Um, I think it was a lot better than what you see in the MLB or in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Being able to see like people physically there. I thought something that was really interesting, uh, Jared Dudley also mentioned this, those crowd noises that we heard, mm-hmm. players didn't hear that. Really? Yeah, they, they don't hear that stuff. Also, like, literally all they hear is each other. Mm-hmm. But you don't, like, the cheering, the the music, like, they didn't hear all that stuff. That was only, like, for people at home listening and watching. See, but, like, oh, wow. like, was it there, but just flooded, flooded by the player chatter? Or was it not there at all? I, I don't know exactly. Just from okay. from what I was hearing, like they, you know, the chants and all that stuff. The defense, I, he, you know, mm-hmm. nobody could hear that. Yeah. So okay. he was legit, like pick up basketball, like you know, like it was That's like crazy. basketball in there. Yeah. I mean, it was very interesting to me, like the 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 concept of like not hearing things. All you hear, like he was saying, like you can hear when they were giving out commands, like. LeBron backside, you know, like mm-hmm. LeBron was able to hear that because there is no crowd noise. Yeah. Whereas like at Staples Center or something like that, you're not going to hear that. You know, somebody on the bench telling you LeBron backside, he's not going to hear that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so I think that that kind of also helped the high level of play because you hear what's going on around you. You hear what your bench sees, you know, they're calling out different things like, you know, watch your left side or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But do you think so? One one of the things that came into discussion prior to the bubble was if it was a success that we would possibly see it again, perhaps in a different format. And one of the things that was coming up or like t- being talked about was a in season tournament with whatever you know value that that would have. But. Mm-hmm. I feel like it, it it's a possibility. I think it would be kind of smart, be kind of cool. Like like let's say for example, whoever wins that in season tournament, they get home court advantage like throughout the playoffs or whatever the case may be. You know, whatever the reward is, but I think it's an interesting concept. I think do you think the mm-hmm. the bubble would be a success again if they did it like in a mid-season format, Lawrence? I'm not sure how they w- would implement that like within the schedule, right? It's already like set for however many months the 82 games. Um, I mean, I, I definitely think they could do it again. Uh, they also have to get, you know, Disney's approval to, you know, rent out right, Disney right. World again. But yeah, I definitely think they'd be able to do it again successfully. Yeah, they can do it again, but I'm not sure if they'll actually pull through with it. I think my prediction is that they might just go ahead and maybe play in the arenas again at low capacity, um, you know, with obviously like social distance throughout the whole arena, whatnot. Um, but yeah, if they do it, do it again, it'll be pretty good. It'll be successful again. I think everybody agrees that we kind of missed that uh, home court advantage type feel. You know, people mm-hmm. in the in the stadium chanting and stuff. Because think about it, AD against the Nuggets, he hits that Kobe clutch three pointer to end the game. Imagine that being at Staples Center, the place would have exploded. Yeah, that place would have been blown up. Everyone wearing like the same T shirt. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, we're talking about the Lakers. We talked about the the Clippers. I just briefly want to talk about Miami, not because I'm biased. It's all right. It's all right. Don't worry. <laughs> but we after could. this season, <laughs> after this season, do you guys see Miami as an ideal destination for free agents? Do you also see LA? Because if you, if you remember, there was a, a few years there where nobody wanted to go to LA. 
those years where LA was just booty. They just played really bad basketball. <laughs> Do you see both of those places now being ideal destinations for players? Yes, but more so Miami, I think. There's no tax in Miami. <laughs> exactly. Yep. More money. And they had Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> what a reason. <laughs> what about what about you, Lawrence? I mean, yeah, it's definitely, you know, favorable. Obviously, South Beach, like, nothing could beat that, right? But I think it would take, like, a, you need a dog there. You can't just have, like, a, you know, little princess guy, you know? I agree. Talking about putting a dog there, Giannis Adedekumpo <laughs> got to see smart. his brother bring home a, a ring, a championship. Uh-huh. Just knowing how Giannis is, the personality that he has, he's a dog. I think he fits in lovely with Miami. See, but like, would he want to be there though? Like, because they, they were a competition at one point. That's kind of like, if you can't beat him, then join him. You know what I mean? So the next KD. KD did the same thing. Yeah. Uh, you're right. You're yeah. right. I mean, KD's a snake. I, I mean, <laughs> say honest, he's a snake. <laughs> no, see, I think Giannis is too nice to be to be called a snake. Mm. But I think I, I, I think it would be a great a great fit. But, you know, we, we don't know that because that, that free agency is... Not till next year. Mm-hmm. Not this year's free agency, but next year's free agency. Mm-hmm. With that being said, you know, talking about free agency, um, Lawrence, you're you're a Knicks fan, right? Sad to say, yes, yes, I am. Um, <laughs> my condolences. Thank you. <laughs> you have NBA free agency coming up. I don't know if you if you know of any of the uh, the free agents that are coming up, but is there anybody that you would want for your team? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, being the Knicks, we, we didn't sign KD and Kyrie last summer, as everybody knows. So we still got that bag available, right? We can we got the money to put a nice package together for AD, huh? Oh, How about that? Oh. No, 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 no. With AD? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Um, <laughs> honestly, like, I, I would like to see them get Danilo Gallinari back in the, back in the garden. Okay. Yeah, he was nice in, in MSG. Yep. So I mean, that, I think that'd be a nice little cheap sign there. I mean, I don't, I don't see them signing DeRozan. I'd, I'd love DeRozan, but I don't, I don't see him going there. So you want like a nice power forward? Yeah, yeah. get a big guy to pair up with Mitchell Robinson. If you can't get Danilo Gallinari, how does a uh, Paul Millsap sound to you? I don't know. <laughs> He's too old. He's like washed up. But, <laughs> that's like, that's like what? Yeah, it's like that's where he goes to die, right? Like that's a retirement year kind of team. <laughs> What about oh? What about this? What about for your New York Knicks? What about a Serge Ibaka? That I like. That's kind of nice. Like yeah, I'm a I'm a fan. Little mentor role. He's for... just right over. He's just across the border, right there. Yeah, you're right. You're not, just have him come on down. You're not wrong. Get some uh, veteran leadership in there. I'd be okay with that. What about you, Nat? Who who do you want for your LA Lakers? Your 12 time uh, NBA champions. <laughs> so from my 17 time NBA champions, I want. You know, I it was funny. I I saw a tweet or an article. Saying that the banana boat crew should come together in LA. Did you guys see that? Yeah, I did not. Trade for Chris Paul, maybe even Melo <laughs> might want to follow him too. Do you wait out of retirement? <laughs> Do you wait out of retirement. <laughs> hey man, we need a shooting guard in that in that lineup. <laughs> Eighty at the center. Now nah, I'm playing, but um, if anything, I saw Chris Paul possibly. You know, they're like making like hypotheticals about that. But D I saw Rose, that. D Rose, I yes. saw D Rose. That that's the one I've been hearing a lot. Yeah. Which, which I would love to see him get a ring there if LeBron was able to bring him a ring. Actually, <laughs> actually LeBron only. Like, I'd say if it's only LeBron. But uh, yeah, if anything, a good point guard. That's all. 
if you lose Anthony Davis to the New York Knicks, the New York Knickerbockers, how? I have your replacement for you. All right, who is it? One Bismack Biombo. Oh yes. <laughs> wow, that's that, that's an equal trade. Look at that's that. That's a hot take right there. <laughs> that's, that's an equal trade. We didn't lose anything in that trade. <laughs> so if I'm Miami, right? On Miami Heat, there's only two players that I really want. If I get to keep Goran Dragic, even better. Mm-hmm. But I definitely want. I said before I wanted Danilo Gallinari. I could see him going to the Knicks. I think it's a better fit. If I'm Miami, I kind of want Demar Derozan. That's right. Yeah. Last last and show, I said that. <laughs> I want to give props to Nat because I kind of shot it down. I was like, Nah, I don't want. I don't want Demar Derozan. He's yeah. playing the same position as Jimmy. They're both two point shooters. Like they're not necessarily threats from from three. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking. The more I thought about it, I was like, You know what? Let me. What was what was Nat Nat trying to get at right here? <laughs> I put my thinking cap on. I was like, you know, there's something to that. Imagine Jimmy Butler, a lesser version of Jimmy Butler, slightly lesser, on the same court at the same time as Jimmy Butler. Exactly. So now I have to deal with almost two Jimmy Butlers. Somebody that's gonna penetrate, kick out. Mm-hmm. Somebody that may not be a defensive savant as Jimmy Butler, but you know he can still defend. Yeah. What I like about DeMar DeRozan is he constantly attacks. He can create on his own. Yeah. I mean, he arguably has the best dunk of this season when he dunked on the uh, Toronto Raptors. That's yeah. right. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Twitter, Instagram, everything just blew up with that dunk. Mm-hmm. I would like to see him in, in a Miami Heat uniform. What do you guys think about – I know Nat. I, I, I know Nat likes that. See, because what I thought was that if, if Jimmy's off the floor, DeMar can perfectly fill in the spot. Right. He can be perfectly available to handle Jimmy's right. duties, per se. And that's what I said in the last episode when I was talking about Danilo. But the more I was thinking about it, I said I wanted somebody that could create their own shot. Mm-hmm. Jimmy can get buckets whenever he wants. But when he comes off the floor, who was there to get buckets whenever they wanted? I don't think Bam is quite there yet. He can be. Yeah. He's shown it in a couple of the series that they played. But I think you still need a little bit more. You need somebody else that can give you a little bit more. So I think why not Why not a DeMar DeRozan? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I'm sure Miami can make moves if that doesn't pan out. 2021, <laughs> go after Giannis. <laughs> oh. uh, I'm with it. Sounds good to me. It's man. a win-win. Do you think he's a good fit for Miami? DeMar or Giannis? DeMar. Oh, of course. I think so. Yeah. What about you, yeah, for sure. He's got that dog in him. I agree. I would like to see that happen. We'll see. We'll see what Miami does. I, I like our. I like our chances this year. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Especially, I, I like our chances for twenty twenty one free agency. I like that. Too. <laughs> All right, putting now, it out there. I like that. Uh, to kind of wrap up before we we conclude the show, I just kind of wanted to give our listeners a little little bit of a teaser because it's been brought up multiple times on this show. <laughs> um, just really quick. If you don't mind me asking, now what year were you born? Nineteen ninety-nine. <laughs> Lawrence, what year were you born, Lawrence? Ninety-eight. Ninety-eight. So what month in ninety-eight were you born? I was a September. Oh, okay. So both of you were born after the GOAT retired <laughs> from the NBA. And when he came back, when he came out of retirement for the second time, you guys were young. Yeah, Maybe he like lost. Five. Yeah, he lost. Yeah, Four or five. I mean, to do what he was doing at 40, <laughs> that's how you know he's the GOAT. But we wanted to give our listeners, we're, we're going to plan to have a couple episodes. We might even bring on some special guests. 
to talk about who the GOAT is. Nat and Lawrence <laughs> feel very strongly that it is LeBron James. LeGoat James? Yes. I get that. I understand that. I can see that. For everybody that knows the history of basketball, who's been al- alive longer, <laughs> I think everybody knows who the real GOAT is. But this is a very, like, very uh, well, like, in-depth discussed topic. You see it all over the place. You see it on different forms of media. True. People are always discussing who the GOAT is. So I think it'd be kind of cool just to give our points of view on, you know, Nat and Lawrence will give their points of view on why LeBron is the GOAT. I, along with whoever our special guest may be, they'll also give their points on, you know, we'll give our points on why we think Jordan is the GOAT. So stay tuned for that. We'll keep everybody posted on that. With that said, uh, before before we go, do you guys have any uh, last things? Nothing for me. I hope I see uh, DeMond Rosen in Heat jersey next year. But uh, that's it. <laughs> um, the only thing I, I have to say is I can't wait for basketball to come back. We'll see if uh, the LA Lakers can repeat and go for their 13th wait, title. Wait, wait. Oh, what? Wait, wait, what? Oh, 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 wait. Oh, okay. oh, wait, whoa, whoa. Hey, hey, whoa. I didn't hear that. On that note, we'll see everybody next week.